Good afternoon, cats and kittens. Welcome back to Drive Through HR. I always say welcome back, but let's be honest, you all never really left, did you? Uh, this is Dwayne Lay sitting in the captain's chair uh, for our technology shows and joining us this week to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in the technology world and what's happening at HR Tech, uh, your friend and mine, Jonathan Duart. Jonathan, how the heck are you? Hey, great, great, great. I'm actually, I think I did my seven-day detox from, uh, from Vegas, so I'm fine. Now, when it's a Vegas detox, um, like like most detox I would look at is like, oh, maybe you don't eat meat or maybe you don't have alcohol. I'm assuming Vegas detox includes uh, smoke and glitter uh, and probably pamphlets handed to you on the street. Is that is that an accurate assessment or, or are those still okay in your world? Uh, yeah, that's like the normal thing. But I think now getting older, I hit 50 and uh, I think I have to go on these green drinks uh, and kombucha just to get my body to function again. <laughs> so it's kind of like a you got kind of like an Iron Man two thing happening, right? You get the you get the yeah, special yeah. Uh, toxicity meter, and absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I watch it keep going down, yeah. and it keeps going down, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vegas is a special place, and it takes a very special toll on your body. I remember the first time spending any amount of time there. And being in the casino and thinking, like, I don't see smoke, but my body sure feels like I've been sucking it in all week. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so, I, so, quite honestly, yeah. I, I didn't go to that many parties or anything like that, but I was still just worn out. It, I mean, yeah. it's a long day being on the show floor, talking all mm-hmm. day and, you know, meeting all these people but uh, and hearing all the cool stuff. But, you know, these trade shows, it, it is work. It's, uh, it, there's mm-hmm. a lot to get done. Yeah, yeah, and, and especially with Vegas, where at the end of it you realize I haven't seen the sky in four days because <laughs> it's designed yeah. to keep you inside the entire time. Uh, so, yeah. so for anybody yeah. who's not familiar with you and and with where you uh, where you spend your days and and what you're doing with yourself, uh, give everybody a quick overview um, on what your world's like. Yeah, so um, uh, my name's John Duart. I started one of the first job boards back in 1996. A company called Go Jobs. It was one of the first ten sites on the uh, job boards on the internet. And since then I've built multiple companies in the HR tech space. Um, and now I'm focused on text messaging and uh, recruiting AI and chatbots. Um, because I, the reason why is because over the last 25 years being in this market, I have come to realize that while we've built tons of technology, we really haven't, you know, optimized the recruiting process and made it easy for candidates to get to the right job and recruiters to communicate with them effectively. We've got the black hole that is the abyss. And, you know, I just don't think I could uh, feel like I've my 25 years in the industry would be a value if we didn't just try, you know, try to knock that away and actually uh, optimize this process. I think there's a lot we can do in messaging seems to be, to me, the one way to do it. So it's always struck me as fascinating when I, when I talk to people that deal with you know, ATSs or, or any of these recruiter-type systems that there's an ongoing issue of communication back to candidates. And, and it feels like something that we should have had conquered a long time ago. Like we've got all these automated systems and rules we can set up. Um, why is that an ongoing problem? Why is that still such a challenge to make sure that everyone gets a response and, and feels loved? Yeah, I think, well, if we, if we look back, you know, the, you know, when we built the first job boards back in the day, um, 
you know, the only communication path was send an email. There was usually one email address per a staffing firm or per location or careers at Acme Corp. Um, and it was really just, you know, throwing our resume into the hat. Um, and then when we created applicant tracking systems, while we did get, you know, field-based information, which allowed it, you know, easier for recruiters to screen, there was still no onus on the company to respond back. And it's never been part of uh, the culture that we mandate um, that these customers now in the consumer world, that we have to respond back to them. But I think we're going to see that change because now we have the opportunity, whereas email, um, we're seeing the decline in open rates. Um, and the interesting thing about messaging, we'll talk a lot about this anyways, is all I ever talk about is because it's so instant, instantaneous that we can we can layer automation on it, but we couldn't do that with email because it it would just sit in some email box, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we we've got a new paradigm or a new operating system that we can utilize, and we're just scratching the surface of that. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that when I, so my background, Lean Six Sigma, one of the things I always go to is that the value is defined by the end customer, right? And so yeah. for, from a, from a build perspective, when you're looking at technology, one of the questions that you have to answer up front is who's the customer of this system. And I feel like at least for a long time, um, it's always been like, well, the customer of the ATS is the, the recruiting team or the hiring manager or the, the, the talent management or talent acquisition. And it doesn't feel like at least historically, and this may be different now, that it was much looked at as the, the customer of the system is the candidate. And so we haven't yeah. built out to make the candidate like really the, the recipient. But we've got, you know, the, the candidate experience piece and, and the teeny the, uh, the team and the work that they do, um, I, I think is really starting to pull some of that out. So have you seen like a shift in, in kind of mindset and in, in what you're building to let's let's build first on customer on, on, on a candidate experience and then kind of back into the, to the recruiting side or is it the same? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, you know, and I built chatbots, not just in recruiting space. I built, um, I built two chatbots for Wells Fargo. So, you know, one of the fortune 50, um, I built chatbots and worked on engagements for Ernst and Young for their 300,000 employees. And you know, what's interesting and these are mostly customer service focused most chatbots being built and the automation of messaging is being built for customer support. And yes, there are businesses, business reasons because you can um, save money and call de and do call deflections. Uh, but in the recruiting side, um, my thought is we're getting to the candidate journey slowly and the candidate experience, because we know that we're losing good candidates and um, we know that there are customer in many models. But there's also something else that um, an analogy I like to talk about is that employer branding wasn't really an issue in the United States until Indeed made it possible for every job and every competitor's jobs to sit right next to each other. And once that happened, then companies had to compete against their competitors before hmm. all they had to compete against is getting their job seen. Mm -hmm. That's and interesting. so now – now, employer branding is important because you have to differentiate where you didn't have to do that before in recruiting. That's a, that's a really that's, interesting outlook. I've never heard that before. Interesting. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, I, obviously they've, 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 there's been a lot of change driven by, by Indeed and by, by other uh, organizations like them, but I've never really heard it put that way. Um, let me marry yeah, and I, I, Yeah, and I think what happened, so the, other, the, the, the side of that that's interesting is now we have to become consumer focused because we, we actually have to communicate our brand. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yep, and so that's why I think that's going to be the big shift. So let's talk a little bit about with the technology. You brought up chatbots a couple of times, which which I love. Um, there are yep. many, many, many debates that have happened um, in our circle about chatbots and AI and machine learning and kind of what does it all actually mean and what does it all actually do. Um, so mm-hmm. what do you see right now? Let, let's talk specifically on chatbots. What's kind of the, the current state of the technology? You were just at HR Tech. You've worked on some of these things. What are you seeing in the market and where do you see it going? Yeah, so a real big uh, uh, overarching point is this. Most companies don't use chatbots. Whatever mm-hmm. Gartner's telling you, don't listen to. Alio, with you know maybe a $200 million valuation, has 35 clients. We're not talking this is not ubiquitous technology, mm-hmm. all right? And there are probably less than 500 chatbots, uh, recruiting chatbots in the space, maybe up to 1,000, but – it's not ubiquitous yet. So, um, but what is out there is still early and what a chatbot can do and where the current state of chatbots for recruiting are is a front end engagement tool often used for high volume, part-time hourly, non-desk, non-professional jobs. Um, And the point that they bring and the biggest value they bring is engagement where candidates are getting lost or dropped out of an ATS applied process. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest value. And there just aren't that many out there. Like you could go, most people don't go to HR tech and maybe there's 3000 actual um, uh, practitioners there compared mm-hmm. to the 9 million companies in the United States. So it's only a very small percent of people who are using it. Um, and you don't see apply by text on windows and job ads yet uh, as much as you will coming. So it's still, we're still early. Um, and I think it's the HR teams are still thinking, oh my gosh, I, I have this HR tech stack and I'm, I'm married to it. And the interesting thing about chatbots is they're completely divorced from that. They can be mm-hmm. an add-on. They don't have to be completely inclusive to your existing vendor um, platform at the moment. So, so I just want to clarify, because I, I think when a lot of people hear chatbot, what they think of is a an actual like chat program so like if i go mm-hmm. onto onto amazon and i pull up there you know i need support and i'm talking to them people think of that as being the chatbot from what you're describing you're actually it sounds like talking about a system that is is more platform independent so it could be text message could be email could be could be instant message so that is, am i reading that right exactly a good chatbot platform most all are now are, are going to be omni-channel uh, mm-hmm. Meaning, just as you said, like I was, it was interesting. Early in in 2016, I was, um, I had built out this incredible FAQ chatbot for a, one of the large Fortune 10, um, and we said, look, it, look at what it can do. We, I went and literally scraped their entire career site, pulled in all their frequently asked questions, put it into a chatbot. It was awesome. They couldn't even understand it, and hmm. the reason is is because. Um, putting a chat bot on a career site is still 
we're still in the early days. But those kind of chat systems, um, uh, you know, most people consider chat live chat. You know, like if you have a question, right, right. And maybe you go into a queue and you're going to talk to somebody. Um, and structurally in HR, you know, recruiters are kind of behind a wall. We only want recruiters talking to the people who are qualified for the positions, right. um, which makes sense. Um, so we don't want to have live chat on our career sites at all times. There are certain use cases, maybe recruiting for nurses or really hard to find engineers. That kind of live chat would make sense. But generally, we don't want to see those live chat windows on a career site um, if it's going to require a human to engage. But what mm -hmm. they can do is if they're programmed to answer those questions, and we'll call them the, you know, the frequently asked recruiting questions, um, about the division, about the company, the, they can add so much value to a candidate because an FAQ page really was built once, maybe five years ago. We don't even know the questions the candidates were asking, and we threw it up on our, on our website, but we don't really know if it answered their questions. And so what happens is uh, Glassdoor was really created because we abdicated the, the answers to what our company is about to a third mm -hmm. party because it's impossible for candidates to talk to a recruiter until a recruiter calls them. And that's where we can kind of flip our employer brand, if you will, and educate the users in a new way, um, even using your YouTube videos. You know, if you've got employer videos uh, and someone's on the website and ask a question, you can lead them to candidate interviews and use it like a, almost like a, a neat navigation tool may be one way to do it. But again, it's still early. There aren't a lot of, you can't go to HR tech and go to a, um, a demonstration where they show five different companies because no vendor is going to show their platform compared to another one unless they can control it. And so there's just not enough referrals between talent acquisition, you know, uh, um, companies to say, Here's what we did with ours. Here's what we did with ours. Here's what we did with ours. But that's all coming. That's where we're going to – that's where we'll see the real growth of it. Um, and we'll see uh, chatbots do lots of different things. But the education of the candidates and owning the employer brand from that side, I think, is one of the biggest benefits. But plus, you put a career site chatbot uh, up, you're going to double your application rate by uh, 100%. Really? Okay, I want you to hold that thought for one second because I love diving yep. into the data on this. Uh, real quick, we got a uh, reset here. We're halfway through. This is Drive Through HR. Uh, and on this Technology Thursday, we are talking to John Duarte of Go Hire. Uh, we're going to talk a little more about their specific platform and contact uh, at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. So, where does that data come from? If you're using a chatbot, you're going to see an increase of 100%. Tell me where that comes from. Yes, yeah, from our internal numbers, we've done, I think we've done. Um, over 20 different web chatbots live with clients. Uh, we've had clients um, from like the U.S. Open, um, ho uh, hospitality and retail, and the numbers. You know, we use a typical number. What and again, this is kind of important for TA uh, team members to know, even recruiters, is that of all the candidates that show up to your career site, on average, and these are numbers from Jobcast or from Jobbyte and Appcast. The average applicant completion rate is about 8.52. Again, that's okay. average across lots of different people. So that means 90% of the people who come to your website don't create an application, don't complete mm -hmm. an application. Mm -hmm. So that's 90% drop-off. Um, 
there's a ton of reasons why we don't want to go into details, but it's important to know that that's the top of your funnel where the top of your funnel, if you're bringing in candidates from indeed right to a job detail page, only one in 10 of them are going to apply. So if you could change that number from one to two candidates applying out of that 10, you just doubled your marketing dollars mm-hmm. for making one small change. And so what we've done is we we put a web chatbot on because it pops up and it's kind of interruptive, interruptive, which is you know typical mm-hmm. interruptive um, advertising. Yeah. Um, it engages in a way that candidates get responses which they're not getting currently. You know, if you you know we've built applicant tracking systems over the last 20 years to be a web form on, in which you spend 20 minutes and uh, 20 to 40 minutes creating accounts. Uh, hopefully mobilely optimized, but we know that that's not always the case, and then we never hear back. And so mm-hmm. what happens is candidates are looking for information on your career site, but the only time they actually get to get answers is when a recruiter calls them or sends them an email and engages back, but we know that that's less than 20% of the candidates. So mm-hmm. when you put information that makes it easier to be found and get that information to the candidates, you can increase the apply um, number. And that's really important for hard to fill jobs as well as high volume jobs, because it's trying to fill your funnel um, and get those candidates and get that conversion number down. So we found like companies would get say like a 9% conversion on a Taleo career site Um, with a text chat bot where a candidate would apply from, say, an Indeed ad or a, um, um, uh, a Craigslist ad, you'll see these, what we call a text apply, which it says, uh, text the word jobs to a local phone number. And when mm-hmm. they text that number, the chatbot responds. And that chatbot can respond and send a candidate to the career site, or the chatbot can actually you know, engage the candidate early, asking pre-screening questions. And What's cool about that, I know you're a lover of chatbots too, but one of the things about it is candidates can find out if they don't, if they're looking for a job and that job states it's in, say, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but a lot, they know other people that work at the company and it could be remote as well, but it doesn't say anything in the job. Candidates are just going to apply to the job. Now, recruiters get pissed because this candidate doesn't live in the area. They're not mm-hmm. obviously not geographically qualified, but that that question was never answered. And so recruiters have to deal with unqualified candidates because the questions that the candidates want to know aren't being answered in job descriptions. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're getting unqualified candidates. And so if we can back out some of those unqualified candidates by interacting with them with a computer, i.e. a chatbot, we can get better candidate quality as well as increase the numbers. At least that's what we've been seeing. Yeah, uh, that, that makes perfect sense. So where do we stand yeah. from a uh, – so let's go let, – let's take a little bit of a detour into the machine learning piece. So what I think yeah. of with when building these chatbots out is I can sit and try to anticipate the questions that are going to come. I can load answers, and hopefully you know, my, my chatbot is going to recognize it. But where do we stand as far as from a, a, what I think of as a machine learning standpoint of, hey, can I work on this job remotely? And if that's not loaded up, like how do we how do we – um, kind of mechanize the learning piece where the chatbot can like take that question and, Hey, this is something that came up. I didn't have an answer to load an answer up for me so that next time I can get there. 
Exactly. So now we're getting into the like super nitty gritty technical side, which I, I won't go down that tech too deep. But here's okay. the thing is at some point we want to get um, if a candidate is talking is on a specific job that we know it's hard to fill, um, there really needs to be an agent handoff within that chatbot window to some point to someone. Now, there's plenty of ways to do that. I mean, you could even outsource it because most of the job descriptions are you know, good enough that you could even outsource it to another country and someone could respond back, but at least there's mm -hmm. engagement. But the machine learning side, what we've really seen from machine learning side, um, I break down chatbots into kind of two areas of machine learning and AI in the kind of two areas is where machine learning is really active right now is matching candidates, um, uh, their resume, parsing it, and then saying, oh, if this candidate said JavaScript, uh, two years ago, maybe they know Java now, or um, being able to do that kind of referencing that sourcing um, tool side of machine learning. I think that's what we're seeing the best use of the tool of machine learning for right now. What we haven't done, and I know that there are companies out there working on this, is being able to machine learn a job description and then make dynamic questions based on that and based on, you know, the list of, you know, if you, you see a typical job description, it might have like 20 requirements. Sure. But we know that like, uh, and then there's this, you know, other side, women, if they don't feel like they uh, have 50% of the requirements, won't apply. Men don't really care. If they think they've got 20, they'll apply for the job. And we can't, if the job says MBA is required and the machine all, that's all the machine can figure out. That's what the job description said. But if it's not really a hard requirement, it's a suggestion, mm -hmm. how can the machine know? And so right. that's where we're still caught in. How do we make dynamic um, uh, assessments or pre-screening questions based on the content of the job? It's still – that's still to be worked on, and I don't really actually foresee that getting done uh, anytime soon because we've been working on that kind of thing for a long time. A lot of companies have been doing it for, you know, 15, 20 years trying to figure out that assessment piece, yeah. um, but it's not there yet. You know, there's a, there's a lot of um, discussion around, you know, what's, what's AI, what's machine learning, how do we define it? Is it the Turing test? Is it something else? Uh, I always yeah. go back to the same thing. Like the, the basic thing I know about computers I learned on day one is it can only tell you what you told it first. And, and yeah. that's what this is. Right? Yeah. We've already we've defined logically what these rules look like, and the computer's following them. So until the computer can figure out on its own when those rules shouldn't apply, you know, we're we're not really there. That's, that's yeah, the and I, I don't think we're gonna let yeah in HR we're not gonna let the computers do that ever. Right, right. I don't think we're ever going to. We don't even let like hiring yeah, managers, frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you know. I, I looked at, you know, early on, I'm a technologist and stuff. And I'm like, okay, great. We're going to have this AI. And then I'm like, you know, I was talking to John Sumsner about it. I'm like, you know, any VP of HR who approves this thing is asking for retirement. Yeah. Because they don't want a computer to make decisions, thinking about compliance, right. like answering right. a question with a chatbot on a site that gets you into legal trouble because you don't know what the answer is. You it's still got to be structured in some way and there's got to be controls. So mm -hmm. it's not, this isn't, you know, people say, you know, chatbots are going to take over and get rid of recruiting and HR self-service is 
uh, going to be taken over by computers. That's not the case at all. There still has to be compliance checks. We're a long way from there. What what these solutions can do is um, provide um, static responses, and what the AI does in a chatbot um, is more specifically uh, neurolinguistic, or not neurolinguistic, but natural language understanding. So mm-hmm. I could ask the question, hey, what are the benefits of working at Visa? Uh, you could ask the same question as, hey, what benefits do you offer? Well, g- guess what? That exchange is using artificial intelligence. It's called, we're building an intent called benefits, and how we get to that is by a bunch of utterances or questions that are similar. We train the two to answer, oh, to find more about the benefits at Visa, visit this link, visa.com slash benefits. Mm-hmm. So that's the best case of the technology that we're going to see for a while, and I think that that's um, from an AI side. Hopefully, that you know, although I try to dumb it down and simplify it, that's where chatbot conversations are at the moment. Um, machine learning, however, on the other side, is way more complex. That's where you get into the diversity, inclusion, and bias, and all those other things, because that's computers trying to make inferences um, mm-hmm. on resumes, and that's just a whole nother. I'll leave it to the the real geeks on that stuff. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get into that on another show. It's a uh, it's a fascinating yeah. topic. I think that uh, unfortunately, there's there's some people out there who are using those terms in marketing and and really confusing oh. uh, some of our uh, HR practitioner friends who they hear it. it yeah, absolutely. It and they don't really um, they don't really get the full story. So we've got a few minutes left. Let's talk a little bit specifically about Go Hire. Um, tell the folks kind of what's it about, what do you do? And, um, if they are interested in learning more, how do they, how do they contact you? Yeah. So, um, well, to contact me, uh, my email, I made it really easy. It's JD at gohire.com. And what we're focused on is, um, apply by text, uh, chatbots. So in the U S specifically texting is the messaging channel of choice. So if you want to make it easy for candidates to apply to your company, um, you got to enable texting of some sort. And it doesn't have to mean you have to break your ATS and your tech stack. Um, texting is usually outside of your ATS anyways. Um, you're going to have to start thinking of messaging as a platform because it's going to be something different. You're going to want it for onboarding, employee communications, um, and that's what we do. So we're building chatbots for not only text, but career sites is what we've talked about before. Um, but my whole goal is how do we increase the number of candidates that are qualified into uh, applicants and then working with the ATS and the existing tech stack to make it easy for recruiters to reach out. That's so, it. So, so give me a, give me a high level one minute answer. If I've got an existing tech stack and I've got, my ATS, I've got case management, I've got HRIS, I've got all the different pieces, uh, and we decide, yeah, we want to bring this chatbot thing in. Like, how do you how do you start? How do those things how do those things um, plug in? How do you integrate them? Yeah, it depends, and and this is an awesome question because nobody knows where to start in this space. So <laughs> uh, feel free to you know you can email me if you're on this call. Just email me. I won't give you a sales pitch. I'll give you some you know tips and tricks on where to start uh, on this stuff, but. Um, it really starts most of most of the focus is in recruiting, and that is right now how do you get candidates into the funnel um, mm-hmm. and and the, to start with that it 's usually a text apply process 
or a connectivity to your applicant tracking system. Um, and most applicant tracking systems, as you know now, don't – and actually all of HR tech, um, most of them do not have uh, a messaging component. So you've mm -hmm. got to use a third-party vendor, regardless of if, if your ATS even has texting features, it's probably very basic. Um, and so to be able to text candidates, you're going to have to go outside of your ATS and your HRIS and HCM and look for a vendor that can help manage that conversation in a compliant way. And that's, you know, one of the sides. But it really is going to start on the recruiting, although uh, employee self-service is another area um, where you can eliminate a lot of those back-and-forth phone calls and give 24-7 mm -hmm. support uh, as well. Fantastic. So the website is GoHire.com. The email is JD at yep. GoHire.com. Um, real quick, what's left for you in uh, 2019? What do you uh, What do you have up your sleeve? Yeah, welcome to fourth quarter, right? So fourth yeah. quarter hiring um, is hourly workers part-time, and everyone's struggling to get to the same candidates because uh, they all have opportunities. And so the biggest thing for us is making it easy for candidates to apply. We love hearing that. All right, John, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we're going to rock out with our outro here. Um, we will talk to you all next week. We've got Unleash coming up, and hopefully everybody is caught up on episodes because we've got a ton of content coming at you. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks, Wayne.